passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Last week on the Poison Run of Patreon, we talked all about the ridiculous sci-fi adventure Krull. Best match ever, Kairi Hojo, and also had a look at WWF Survivor Series 1996. And these are the the baby faces, the <laughs> wild man, the stalker, Jake the Snake. It's a fucking idiot wearing whatever the fuck the rocks wear. <laughs> Why am I supposed to cheer for these guys? <laughs> I should fucking call the cops on these guys. This looks scary. Get this show plus NXT retro reviews, wrestling reviews, movie reviews, and so much more over at patreon.com slash poison rana. And it's only five bucks. So what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? Poison Rana. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next PostWrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you choose to use, and we are live on youtube.com slash post wrestling. Hello, postmarks. Hello, poison pals. Hello, little tadpoles. Hello, NXT friends. Friends. It is Tuesday night, so we are here on the post wrestling feed to chat all about some NXT. We're on the road to a deadline. We are, yes. Oh, make that uh, deadline. We couldn't make our deadline today because there was an overrun. Yes. There, there's normally about about eight-minute overrun, but the show, uh, as far as we were watching it, yeah. went off at, what, like 16 minutes past 10? Yeah. Something like that? Like, I can never tell. Maybe, like, our feed here in Canada and satellites and stuff, you know, maybe we're always, like, mm. a few minutes behind it or It definitely so. ran later it than usual. It felt way late. Yeah. Definitely one of the later runs, so... Uh, maybe maybe this is them testing the waters of when they go to CW. Like, hey, three hour NXT. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Please, God, no. But yeah, uh, I wonder if that'll happen when we go to the CW. Will they get overruns? I mean, like if we're getting it on USA, you would. Yeah. 
Perhaps, yeah. It yeah. depends how, how behind it they are. I mean, it'll be their sole wrestling product, won't it? On, well, it actually, it won't be. That's right. NWA but... seemed to... Uh, the dust settled. So are they actually on TV or just on the app? I think on their app. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. It doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. So James Mitchell uh, didn't didn't ruin anything right. <laughs> for them. Uh, it is uh, up next. We're going to chat about some NXT. Uh, hey, if you're listening to us, uh, hit that uh, subscribe on the post wrestling, but also search Poison Rana in your podcast app or on YouTube or poisonrana.ca for all the links that Davey and I do. We do so many different podcasts. We did a show on Sunday covering all the hoopla of CM Punk returning to WWE. We thought. We would never have to talk about this man ever again. No, did you? No, did nev- you think that? We never thought that. We, we, no one ever thought that in the world of wrestling. So it's the biggest story coming out of it. We spent a lot of time going over everything, make, cracking some jokes, and definitely uh, kind of maybe predicting where we see things. Yeah, I think going. we can uh, talk a little bit about uh, Raw in a little bit after we've got through our plugs. But uh, yeah, certainly that um, a whole lot to talk about this year. When it come, we'll be coming up to our end of year awards soon. And I mean, last year it was a toss up between Vince retiring or CM Punk being story of the year. Right. This year it's WWE being sold, merging. Yeah. And CM Punk again. Yeah. And I think like November Punk might have clinched it for this year. <laughs> he's still got a, he's still got about a month he's or so. He can punch someone. To do even, yeah, yeah. Like. Choke someone out. As we suggested, Lexus King is right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he couldn't escape the clutches of CM Punk. Yeah. He scared him away and then Punk chased him uh, to the Fed. But yeah, uh, pretty, pretty crazy. And uh, we spent a whole, whole show dissecting the Survivor Series. Uh, war games as well over on our feed and uh, we do lots of podcasts over there including shot in the dark john cena every week will cover all the other wrestling that maybe you don't watch ring of honor uh mlw i think that's a, a thing he watches mm-hmm. uh impact and i everything in between even women of wrestling which has actually kind of stepped up a little bit in the last little while maybe aj lee leaving wow was just a blessing in disguise that all parties needed. I mean, I'd uh, <laughs> place your bets now. Yep. Uh, or however, however you do it, it's yeah. easy if you're in the UK. But VPNs, offshore accounts, all that. <laughs> uh, AJ Lee making a Rumble appearance. Yes. Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. With a little call out on on that promo, yeah, mm. we could definitely see that. But Sino covers everything. Shot in the dark. I know Sino and B Detroit are going to record a new What Up Do over on our feed, where they talk about uh, wrestling and video games and some hip hop and a little bit of everything else that they've been watching in pop culture and stuff. So those guys always have a fun show. I know B's been checking out that uh, Squid Game. The oh, I watched the, the first episode. I'm, yeah, I've seen the trailer and I'm very curious. I kind of want to give it a go. Featuring AEW superstar, is she still with them? Leva Bates, blue pants. Oh, okay. I don't want to give anything away, right. but if you're expecting to watch her in the show, don't get your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the library gets shushed really early on in this show. Right. To be yeah, the giant baby. Yeah, 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 exactly. She doesn't make it very far, but she's uh, in the first episode. What up, though, is one of my favorite shows. Uh, uh, Podcast full stop, and I might be biased because it's on our feed, but yes. I love listening to those two. Yeah, I, lo- I love the last one. They were going over the Spider-Man 2 video game, and uh, I'm sure they got a lot to talk about this week. So that's coming out on on that feed, uh, and that's all some free podcasts. Over on our Patreon, Davey and I record so many shows. We just did a bang-up show with Karen Peterson, a best match ever, to talk about Kyrie Sane, or Kyrie Hojo, mm. or just 
Kyrie, where we looked at so the best. So it's capital, so it's Kyrie! Kyrie! Uh, shouts it, yeah. Uh, War Games superstar, Kyrie Zane. Exactly, uh, yeah. we did. We were joined Master by Master of the trash can lid. Well, that's oh yeah, she's the lid and Eo's the the trash can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got that whole thing down pat. Uh, Karen joined us, and she's definitely the best when it comes to talking about the Joshi wrestling, some stardom, and everything in between. So she curated a list of the best Kyrie matches before her stint and after WWE, before and after and again. Uh, so we watched all these matches. Some of them are available on Stardom World, but some of them we linked as well are available kind of yeah. elsewhere. And uh, if you're in, in interested, check out the matches and then check out our show where we talk all about these and kind of go through the history of Kyrie before her WWE and kind of the rise to how she got pretty popular over, especially in Japan. So that was a fun show featuring uh, Karen and her dog, Zelda. Yep. Shout out, Zelda. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a Thanksgiving appearance. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also did a Survivor Series 1996 review oh, yeah. in Spirit of Survivor Series this past weekend where we looked at some some fantastic matches. Yeah, I think this was a Survivor Series both of us kind of feel familiar with because we've seen the the Brett-Austin match and we know about The Rock's debut in that. Yeah. But I don't know if I've – or if I have seen it front to back, it was years and years ago and I've never revisited it since – Really fun review. I, I really enjoyed looking back at this show. Uh, Film 96 is a period we haven't touched on a great deal. Um, and yeah, this, this was a good one. Yeah, we talk about how Brett and Steve Austin have a great match. And then Vince hugs Brett Hart after the match and is like, Oh, man, I'm so happy that you're back here in the WWF. And it's like, Ugh. I'll never let go. <laughs> Survivor Series. This is Survivor Series 96. Yeah. Ooh, just a year later. We talk all about that. What are you saying? Uh, comments people make in wrestling can age badly? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> never. But yeah, that was a fun show looking at all the different Survivor Series matches as well. Uh, shout out the Can M Express. Oh, yeah. You know, we're big fans of, mm. uh, was it? Doug Furness and Phil LaFon. Yeah, 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 whatever his WWF name is. So that was a fun review that we did as well over on the Patreon just this past week. And hey, if that's not uh, enough wrestling for you, we we did some TNA shows in the, in the week or so before that. But maybe you want something a little different. This movie might have some people's attention because we did the first in the series about a month or two ago, a little while oh, ago. Uh, yeah, more than that, about half a year, something. Like we that. we talked about the fellowship, yeah, but now it's time to talk about the two towers. Oh yes, I know you're excited about this. We're gearing up because next month is the twentieth anniversary of Return of the King, so wow. we're getting two up yours in. Uh, we're joined by Emmanuel once again to talk about the two towers. Uh, the, this is my favorite series of movies. Can't wait to talk about this. And then next month we'll be doing the follow-up with Return of the King. Yeah, so two months in a row of some Lord of the Rings. So we're going to be joining uh, joining Middle Earth for a little while to talk all about some potatoes. And we love your feedback. Get geeky. Get geeky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit us with it. Yeah. yeah, we know you people out there love all this uh, dragons and stuff. Mm. So hit us up. We want to hear all about it. Uh, but No dragons in. Sorry, no dragons. <laughs> Man, I'm trying. <laughs> I was, I'm halfway through it again. I've watched it in theaters. This one was, I think, my least favorite. But going into it today, I was like, okay, but you're. You haven't right. seen it since the theater? I'm pretty sure I, I, I'm pretty, no, okay, that's not true. Like, I'm thinking high school, we'd probably like marathon. I've seen this film a good, like, 20 times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're going to talk about, we're recording this tomorrow, but it'll be out later this week on the Patreon as well. So lots and lots of shows. Mm. It's only five bucks to sign up and you get access to all the shows in that back catalog. And if you are a world champ patron like Emmanuel and you uh, 
get to come on after I'd say there's a little bit of a waiting list, but to it's what, like three months or so. Uh, but if you are a world champ, you get to pick stuff. We bring you on. You can talk all about it, whether it's movies or wrestling. And anyone who signs up to be a world champ in the next like week or so, I will be messaging world champs because I want to send you something a little nice for Christmas. For and the if holidays. you're waiting, please shout at us. Yes. Uh, Howie. Yes. Hello, Howie. Got your message the other day. We, <laughs> we'll, we are getting to you. I replied today. But yes, we... <laughs> We have a lot going on in our lives. We just we just hosted a, a Survivor Series yes. party. We've got all these podcasts you mentioned, and uh, sometimes our organizational skills <laughs> might lack. So please, if you are waiting, if you feel it's been a while, message us. We, we won't be mad. We won't be like, hey, you're bugging us. No, please, absolutely. bug away. Yes, our DMs are always open, uh, at Poison Rana Pod as well, for all the stuff there. But yeah, lots and lots of fun stuff. And shout out anyone who came to our Survivor Series watch yeah. party in the 6 in Toronto. Mm-hmm. We've we've kind of got a little community going, and it's really great. And shout out to all the people who were saying really nice things and glad that we did it. It, it was awesome. We had, um, like, the I know the uh, staff uh, at Gabby's were really happy with it, had... Uh, one guy who uh, is a friend from like a neighboring bar quickly popped in to see what was going on during his break and came in and was like, want to buy you a shot? Had a quick shot, looked up, EO skies on top of a cage with a trash can <laughs> on her head, jumps off and he's like, well, I've seen everything I need to, to see. Uh, have a good night, guys. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was it was wild. We had lots of people there and everyone just having a good time. And then, as we kind of mentioned on Poison Rana the other day, like the CM Punk stuff definitely had mm. people screaming as the venue in Chicago. But I will say I rewatched the main event and I uh, there were a lot of distractions going on sure. on on Saturday with with like hosting one of these uh, these things. But uh, on rewatch, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't. I still maintain like it's you kind of want the quote-unquote blood and guts when it comes to these war games sure but it reminded me of that uh which we've got in our archives the survivor series 2001 where just the the star power of that main event felt awesome sure yeah, when, yeah. and when you think like like a year or so ago you wouldn't have said that about Sami Zayn, jay uso um fuck even cody at now one point cody, you yeah. know and it's like and it just felt like really big like i really enjoyed uh rewatching it as well as the the punk return yeah yeah definitely watched that a few times love all the memes coming yeah. out of of everything i had to do that dog over because i can love I, that i had dog. to do the, the football pub <laughs> exploding yeah it's it's definitely uh got a lot of people talking and a lot of the people who are like maybe the super casual fans definitely like peeking their head back in so many people have yeah like because this has been on like regular news and stuff and <laughs> And like I've had regulars of mine be like, "Hey, what's the deal with this CM Punk guy? Why is he so big? Why?" Right. Because one guy was like, "I look at him; he just looks like a scrub." Like, yeah, yeah. Why are people so excited? Why am I hearing about this? So uh, definitely, like, broken kind of that. Uh, just the wrestling bubble to yeah. the side of that. Yeah, I swear BBC News posted about yeah, it. They did, yeah. <laughs> be like, uh, sorry, there's fucking wars going on, but we have to talk about CM Punk. They're very, very funny, very strange. But, I mean, that's how big this, I guess, was, right? The fact that this this happened. Um, finally got to watch his promo yeah. on Raw. Definitely didn't maybe hit the way I kind of thought it was. I was kind of not really impressed by it, but... Then he said his like off mic line at the very, very end to end it. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. And I, 
I, I laughed very loud at that. So he 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 definitely has the hook in a little bit. There. I'd be interested. So I saw some news coming out today that it was originally scheduled to get about twenty minutes and certain things. Uh, apparently, Triple H wasn't running the show last night. It was Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, and some things went a little longer. Uh, mainly the Dominic Randy match. Yeah, and so cut him down to have a about six minutes of time. So it was a very like. Kind of anticlimactic. It was. Like, he didn't... Okay, like, let's say we assume by things coming out that there are, like, NDAs. Like, Tony Khan saying, I can't legally talk about that. And Punk has kind of said, like, I'm not going to really address AEW. Right. There's still, like... You left this... You walked out on this company nine years ago and said you'd never go back there. You'd never yeah. wrestle again. You you had a lawsuit with the the doctor in WWE. You got fired on your wedding day. I'm sure some, more of this is going to come. And especially in this feud with Seth, I'm sure a lot of it is material they can use. I just felt like the promo felt fake, which isn't something I'd ever really say about Punk. It yeah, just, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm home. I'm glad to be home. Really? Because, like, not too long ago, you were saying you were going to die if you stayed in this company anymore, that it made you sick. Yeah. And now you're saying you're home. So it just, it felt like, sure, there, there are elephants in the room that they can't talk about, but there are elephants in the room you can talk about as well. And yeah, yeah. I want them damn elephants. I think uh, this could be stuff we'll never really know much about. Uh, Hangman Page today tweeting a photo. The song chosen just happened to be NDA by mm-hmm. Meg Stallion, which never heard of that song before, but clearly... Oh, it's a, it's it's a, a bop. Yeah, it's your yeah. favorite? Yeah, yeah, right. Love a bit of Megan. Uh, yeah, you do, actually. As, as do I. But uh, I thought that was interesting because that was a day after the promo, so it's like, oh, mm-hmm. NDAs are a thing. So I imagine like your Tony Khans, your Hangman's, Bucks, whoever... Jack Perry's all of these people that this guy gets in fights with. Yeah. Uh, he's not allowed to talk about it. And it's like, until what? When are we ever going to find out the actual truth of I, certain things? I feel things? from AEW's point of view as well. Like, it's as as much as curious fans, we want to know what, what happened. I think from their point of view, they need to move on from it. And yeah. they can't have this cloud and they can't keep on bringing it up or whatever. So it makes sense. But yeah... You, you would have thought there would have been some sort of reference or something with Punk's promo. And I guess the and friends maybe money now line. you've had him, you, you did that first week of Raw, like building up anticipation to have him speak at the end. Maybe he opens next week and, and gets to say a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it just didn't, it didn't hit the way I thought it would hit. Did you say Triple H wasn't running the show? No. Okay, because like, okay, I know I'm speaking for a lot of people. The second Punk was announced for Raw, I was like, wow, do I actually have to like watch mm. Raw? Kind of was rumblings online that he was closing the show. I went, well, actually, I'm I'm out, so I'll just watch it later tonight mm. when I come home. And like, I started, I watched the Randy promo, and I was like, okay, I'm already over like this because it kind of sounded pretty generic promo. There wasn't really much going on because uh, I don't need to watch Raw every week to not understand how Randy Orton and the Judgment Day are just all of a sudden in a feud. But like that just mm. kicks off. I'm like, okay, cool, but. I I fast forwarded like through the whole show in bits, being like, "This kind of sucks." It actually, wasn't good. yeah. It wasn't so good. And I've I've actually been enjoying Raw recently, right? And I think like we mentioned, it's it's that Survivor Series, the star power there felt huge, and now you add Randy and you add Punk, it it kind of in a way felt like that NXT 
with The Undertaker and Cena and all that, when I was like, okay, it's cool they're on here, but the actual, the wrestling on this show isn't as good as it normally is. Yeah. And you should, like, with all the eyes, I'm sure they did a fucking huge number. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the eyes, I just wish it was a kind of how the shows have been recently. And then only to give the guy, like, five minutes at the yeah. end. It was, like, such a cop-out. And I don't know if you've seen this, but someone's basically... Obviously, since the Punk stuff, people have been, been dissecting a lot of promos from Punk's AEW run, considering Punk like Eddie Kingston yeah. and MJF and stuff like, and Punk himself. And MJF and him had this promo battle where MJF said, "Like one day you're just gonna go back and you're gonna." And someone's clipped this. I would definitely the recommend finding. Right? It is like very on point yeah. to what Punk went and just cut. Yeah. So I was like, "Damn, that's fucking nuts." So. Uh, good on MJF, but still, like, uh, MJF will join him down the line. Punk is also feud, still, but... like, a master on the mic. And, yeah. and it's week one. I just, yeah, I think we were expecting something huge. Yeah. And the whole show was pretty underwhelming. Yeah, as someone who's like, wow, I can't, like, how many, how many, again, how many people were, like, messaging and friends and listeners being like, wow, I can't believe I, I'm going to actually, like, tune in to check on Raw. I, I admit, I love watching Raw. On Twitter, the next day, it's easy to go through and see what happened. And if I see there's amazing matches, maybe I'll go check it out. Specifically, Gable. Definitely been loving the stuff he's been doing. But uh, this was just like, I kept, I'm like, this is what, this is the show you put out when, like, you probably will have the most eyes in so long. And I think the next, like, a day removed now, so many people are on the same fence. Like, well, that was kind of fucking anticlimactic. Mm. Like, that's why I don't watch this show. It's three hours and... They totally misuse our truth. They could have totally, our <laughs> truth and punk should have had an interaction to yeah. be like, if our truth is just like, oh, hey, you're back or something. But I don't know. I, I was definitely like, this is exactly why I don't watch Raw, is mm. watching parts of it last night. I was like, oh, man. And then, yeah, five minutes. Wh wh where do we go? Like, I imagine he's not on every show going forward, but. I don't know. Like possibly wrestling at the Rumble, but like you can't jump to the Seth match right away. I don't Unless know. you do do Seth at the Rumble, like a singles match at the Rumble. Um, yeah. It's, it feels like long to build for Mania. Yeah. Because it, it feels like kind of hot already from the, like the couple of things they've already done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could, I mean, I, I could see him in the Rumble as well. Like. Yeah. He should be in the Rumble. Tony, maybe Seth, Punk, Seth throws him Gunther, out. At the end, he beats kind of beats Seth at the Rumble and then beats Roman at Mania. That's the mm. way to go. Book him, book CM Punk. Yeah, crazy that he's back, but like, how long will this last? Is definitely what I think a lot of people are also thinking. Yeah, you definitely got that. Like, you know, when you've just I don't know, we we all have it at work sometimes where you you might be getting a little like antsy with the boss or whatever, yeah. and you go, you know what? I'm just gonna go in, keep my head down, do my job. Clock in, clock out, right. leave. Yeah. And I get the sense that that might be punk in WWE. Yeah, right. right. So do it, go in, do my segment. Yeah, when's that next Saudi then, show? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Can't wait. He should wrestle on mm. it and be, wear like the CM Punk tights, but with dollar signs on it. Yeah. <laughs> Dripping in blood. <laughs> it will happen. He will wrestle there. I, be I bet it, it, it will happen. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's pretty much what everyone in the wrestling world is like wanting to talk about. Do you have things? I mean, we had it come out today that, uh, Brian Danielson headed the, uh, disciplinary committee and that's a role that he's kind of been doing. He's been like right. the guy handing out fines as well and stuff. 
Like Danielson's been handing yeah. out fines. Can he handle? So them? like I think the other week, like uh, Austin Gunn were on TV. So I imagine it was Danielson is the one who's like Austin, you got to pay some money. Wow, saying that naughty word. Um, who's giving Danielson the fines for like wrestling with broken faces and uh, arms? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> He's Danielson. Uh, but yeah, that was quite kind of interesting and made sense of that tweet he put out about sometimes the the hard thing to do is the right thing to do and all of that. But um, it's still you you feel it's it's still strange having an active wrestler doing that. Like essentially, yeah. he it sounds like he's almost talent relations, like the kind of Johnny Ace role that he had and JR had for the longest time in yeah yeah in yeah, WWE. yeah but as a colleague like as a like wrestler and colleague and friend it must be kind of weird and difficult it but, still had to be but TK. we also know Brian Danielson is a pretty like level-headed like fair guy as well so like it had to still come down to TK yeah. right like he's the one who put out the statement yeah. but maybe because like it's odd timing that it's coming out like around this time, mm. like the day after Punk's back. But someone clearly like leaked this, and yeah, I mean Danielson, I guess is part of it. But it had to be TK down. He said he feared oh, yeah, for his I, life. Yeah. <laughs> feared for my life. I mean, I really, think, I still like I I haven't seen a whole lot of like people like fuck Brian at all. I'm sure there is. Oh, some, there is. There is. Oh, yeah. It is out there, but I don't follow. It was him. deflecting the fuck TK. That's mm. for sure. Like, uh, you know, but. But like, no, the guy should have been fired. You don't, yeah. you don't choke out people at work and threaten to kill your boss. Man, it's gonna be. You just don't. I'm sorry, but like, aw, you think you think the reveal of Jack Perry as the devil is like gonna be some fucking big thing? I I don't know if it, if it will be for them, and I'm I'm thinking that's well, the route it goes. Maybe now, uh, switch course. There could be a swerve, and the devil Brit. is QT Marshall. Oh no, it can't be him because he's gonna show up and help Cody. Train for something for Mania with Arn and Arn's gone too, right? Has Arn gone? Oh yeah, baby. When did Arn go? I'm pretty sure no, Arn Brock left. went. Yeah, but didn't Arn go with I him? Don't, I think Arn is still employed. We're getting the Nightmare Family reunion. What's Lee Johnson yeah. doing? <laughs> he just got married, right? Oh, did he to Julia Hart? Right? What? Isn't he? Aren't they together? Aren't they like twelve? No, they're like early twenties, maybe something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just a late developer. Yeah, don't be, ha- don't get mad at other people's <laughs> happiness. Um, I think, uh, I think we'll just get the whole nightmare. What's Goldie doing? Goldust, Dustin. Oh, he's he's gonna he's not Hall of Fame yet, is he? He's gonna be inducted. Ooh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's counting down the days for his contract to end. So he maybe have- maybe it was Cody's choice. It's like, no, I can't finish the story yet. Yeah, I need QT. I don't need a friend. I don't need a tag team. Partner. I need my brother. I need my brother. Yeah, that's how he beats Roman. His own bloodline. The yeah. nightmare bloodline. The nightmare bloodline. To face. Yeah. Love it. QT Marshall coming home. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he could be a great trainer in NXT. I know we, we do a show called Was Next where we go through retro NXT and we've talked about QT mm. a few times. Gun to my head though, could not tell you his NXT name. It was like Anthony Maselli. I, I, I have no, no idea. idea. Yeah. No idea. Um, Tony Maselli. But yeah, kind of interesting, like, reading between the lines, saying, like, you know, kind of the creative changes in AEW are not, like, what he was wanting, basically, and time to move on. Punk said, yo, QT TV sucks. (laughs) You know what? Punk isn't always right, but sometimes Punk is right. Yeah, that's a fair thing. And especially what, like, it being attached with Powerhouse Hobbs isn't the right. Yeah, that's completely right. (laughs) Um, I don't know if QT wants to just be a trainer though. I feel like he wants to be. No, he wants guy. to be. Rest- he's he's like a champion right now. 
Yeah. In like in AAA or AAA, something. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I liked that match with Penta. That was a wild match, underrated. Maybe match the year. the the new and improved TNA in January. QT Marshall. I'd say he goes QTNA Marshall. I, I say he, Cody gets him a job. Yeah. I, I say he comes in. He we bring, he ain't wrestling in WWE. Though. He's not wrestling, That's the thing. but like it's does this guy want to wrestle? Yeah, or is he happy with like an office backstage training job and wear a tracksuit and walk out? Cody? I mean. Like I take that. I um, if my local if a local like wrestling company here were to be like yo QTV Q, Q sorry Q, Q QT Marshall is coming in, I'd probably be like yeah we're going to go see QT Marshall. So like you know maybe he'll have a hot indie run. Yeah, join the Bullet Club. <laughs> I don't know. Talking of uh, local wrestling shows, yeah. Uh, this Sunday, December third, at the Don Kolov Arena. In Mississauga, That's right. we will be going to see Destiny Times OVW. Yes. Yeah. So excited about this. Uh, shout out Destiny Wrestling, who've invited us, and we gave away some pairs of tickets this past Saturday at our Survivor Series watch party. And uh, this is going to be great for anyone who's a fan of the the wrestlers on Netflix. I definitely instantly became a fan of this show. Like the the characters in it, the the great documentary style, like getting into it's, all the people. I finally finished it. Oh yeah, day. it's great. And they made Al Snow's match look yeah. like the most epic. It's like Ric Flair's last ever. match. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, again, the na- magic him of going Netflix. for that crossbody and Love everyone it. just cheering. Oh man, it felt like watching the re- Mickey Rock. The rest yeah, of yeah, it was it the was great. It was, it was brilliant. I can't. They need to do more seasons of this show. Yeah. Definitely love it. But I've I've definitely fell in love with that show and in love with the characters and OVW. And since this show, OVW's picked up. They've been like doing pay per views and touring a bit. So they've uh, kind of cross promoted with Destiny, which is a local Toronto fed here and they're going to be doing this show on sunday december 3rd so uh tickets are still available and yeah, destiny wrestling.ca and come and hang out we'll yeah, be there we will be there fun. absolutely we, we might possibly try to get some interviews from some obw people as well from the yeah. the wrestlers because yeah we just really love the show and can't wait for this so possibly see you there uh this sunday absolutely. i mean we we went to demand lucha show uh, about a week or so ago and it was at Lee's Palace, the iconic venue in Toronto. And we saw uh, Jody Threat versus Gringo Loco, which yep. turned into like this war of a match. Gringo's turned heel on us. Yeah, Gringo. We're, we're still kind of the only We're ones who cheer him. But yeah, as I'm wearing this hat, I think right now. But yeah, uh, Demand Luch is doing a show on the 14th in Toronto on, on just in December on the Thursday. And they're doing a ladder match. Cartwheel versus Gringo. And I'm it's excited. Uh, I, I am definitely intrigued of how they're going to set up the ladder mm. stuff, but I am so into this. So you'll find us at that show as well, you locals out there. So support your indie wrestling. Absolutely. Gringo's finally getting that match with Moxley. We keep we keep saying that. Is, is he, though? Because <laughs> Moxley fears Gringo. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Gringo's tweet, been tweeting out. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'd like. I definitely like to see. That. I will we, be we're watching. Big that. Gringo Loco fans. Uh, I know, uh, like people getting geared up for WrestleMania stuff. There's obviously GCW will be doing a whole bunch of shows. DDT is definitely announced. They're doing a show that weekend as well, which I'm sure you'll get some crazy crossover promotion stuff. But um, I'm hoping for a, a Kaiju big battle, which might be All the right. one I I would 
definitely want to check out. But some of the indie wrestling right now is is definitely funny and ridiculous because finally Santana Jackson is getting his flowers. That fucking Michael Jackson impersonator. Oh dude. yeah, <laughs> like he's he's. I keep seeing him on Twitter. He's booked at all these different shows. Nice. He's so funny. It's one of the most ridiculous gimmicks, but I love it. So go watch that if you haven't. Well, shall we get into a bit of NXT? I think so. All right. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister and putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. NXT from November 28th, 2023, live from the Capital Wrestling Center in Orlando. And we open with a tag team championship match. Tony D and Stax taking on uh, Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. And as the Garzas are making their entrance, Stax and Tony attack them from behind. If you remember last week, they were jumped after their family dinner. And well, now they're repaying them. And uh, this just starts all this chaos brawling around the ring. They finally get to the ring and it's a really fast start. Tony launches stacks into like a conhilo to the floor to take out the Gazas. Um, there's then a like, if you remember the Batista bomb RKO combo thing. WrestleMania 30. Exactly. Uh, stacks and Tony do this, which look pretty impressive. They're like powerbomb into the neckbreaker. There's then a big belly-to-belly suplex from D'Angelo. And then Stax comes in, just looking so impressive here with his drop kicks. Um, goes for a big elbow in the corner, but Carrillo moves and manages to get the tag to Gaza. And now Gaza comes in, showing some nice aggression. He hits a sunset bomb off the top uh, to D'Angelo and then just dumps Stax off the top rope. And then uh, after the commercial break, we see the Gazas hit the move where uh, Carrillo sits Stacks on the apron and Angel just charges at him with a knee. Looked really great. Yeah, it's like they, and then the guy's just like hanging there in yeah. the ropes. We've seen him do this a few times. It's almost like a finisher. Like It should be. Yeah, yeah. I accept you're in the ropes. That's the problem. Oh, right, right. Uh, D'Angelo then makes the hot tag with a bunch of suplexes. He hits an exploder in the corner and then Stacks comes in to try for a roll up but gets hit by a big knee. And sorry, he hits a big knee and a running uppercut to Gaza. And then uh, there's a sunset flip in from, I think this was Carrillo, into a deadlift powerbomb. And as he's holding him, Angel comes off the top with the missile dropkick, like a doomsday missile dropkick. Yeah. This looked really impressive here. Uh, D'Angelo then comes in with a spine buster. And then there's a like a modified DDT, uh, kind of like the, the Christian 
one where you fall forwards with it. Yeah, but like a, a normal DDT falling forward. Yeah. I feel like someone used this as a, a finish and then they quickly moved away from it. But yeah, this moves. It looks, I like it the Christian way better. And then he goes for, he does like this stomp, but with the knee. I uh, didn't quite get all of it. Um, and that caused an, a near fall. And then Angel Gaza hits the J driller, like the uh, butterfly pile driver. Yeah. Um, which I thought was banned in WWE because definitely haven't seen this. In Cody WWE. would do this in AEW, and whenever he's teased doing it, he's just done like the shoulder breaker with it. Yeah. So interesting that Daniel Garza, Bryan's going to give him a fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different show. Maybe, um, but. Stacks kicks out from this incredible looking pile drive. Yeah, sorry. Like, get to the finish because I was like yeah. really shook here. Wait, what? The family then hit the bada bing, bada boom. Tony picks up Stacks, kisses him on both cheeks. I love you, my brother. Launches him over the top rope into another cotton helo onto Carrillo and then gets the pin on Gaza. One, two, three. The family retain. Okay, like there was some great action, and I think all four have definitely stepped up, um, loving all the different tag team moves. But this guy hits the J driller, the butterfly pile driver, which it looks insane, and dude kicks out of it. But the finish is this bada bing, bada boom, which is pretty much a back body drop. Yeah. <laughs> you get him pretty high with it, but still, it's not the most impressive looking. No. So, like, Okay. Like the powerbomb neck breaker looks cooler. <laughs> I'm assuming he he's not supposed to do that move because we've never seen people do this move in WWE. Do you think he was going for more of an angel's wings and stacks just? I mean, yeah, he's Angel Garza, right? Drop on his head, like yeah, possibly angel's wings would would make sense. But yeah, uh, like that. If if we're allowed to do that move, then make that your finisher right away it's, yeah. and r- put some respect on on Jay Briscoe, the Jay Driller, mm-hmm. as well. So like. Yeah, I, I was shocked he hit that move and thought that had to be it, but then he, he kicked out. It was like when Punk just hit Cena with the pile driver one time. I was like, whoa. We'll talk about that <laughs> next month, hopefully. Yeah, uh, but you know what? Pretty hot match, as I kind of said. I, I really do love all these guys. Stax is someone that I'll say every week gets gets thrown into this silly gimmick, but he, he impresses every week. And the Garza's man, Carrillo and Garza are just incredible. And... I, you kind of said as we were watching tonight, like this, this might be a little bit of their write off if they don't win because there's someone on the main roster that might be looking for some partners. Yeah, the sides are definitely unbalanced with um, Santos versus the LWO. And I think uh, kind of sending these guys to NXT to find their meaner side. And I, I think that's something we've seen from both this match and that TLC match they had with the Creeds. Yeah. They can wrestle a really good, like aggressive style, which will completely fit with what Santos is doing right now. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed this match. I think this might be the best that uh, the D'Angelo family have looked in ring. They've stepped um, up. Like they just all worked with such a like intensity and speed. Like this match, there were no like, you know, rear chin lock as we go to commercial break. It was just go, go, go from before the bell even went. And some really impressive moves from both teams. I think stacks just, the speed he worked at in this match, he was just like a, yeah. a pinball going off in there. And D'Angelo's definitely showing more than, you know, when he came in and was the singles guy, it was a lot of punch kick, the odd suplex. Whereas he's picked it up as well. I was really impressed with this and thought it was a great open to the show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I I do think we see the these guys go back to the main roster. They're I, way more than ready for that. I think so. Yeah. And now they've got proper characters, not just silly 
you know, we're Los Lotharios and Looking we for the ladies. We kiss women. Like it's it's gonna be way better. Like, I did I did like that too. Yeah, but <laughs> they they can step into a like a pretty hot feud already, yeah, I think. Yeah, and yeah. think of the tag matches against like Raul, sorry, what's his name? He's still Raul Mendoza to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Legado. Oh, Cruz del Toro and Joaquin. Of course, how could I Phoenix. forget? Yeah, yeah. wild. <laughs> um, we get an earlier today where we see uh, Idris and Malik and Axiom and Nathan Fraser in the locker room. And they're kind of re-watching. That they always rewatch last week's NXT on uh, Tuesdays. I think they rewatch got the, uh, the like BT Sport, TNT Sport that do the replay from the week before. Maybe the, it, it is a casual thing. They always are watching last week's episode like today. Yeah, like so that's something that is common. Not just in NXT. I feel like that's just wrestling. Like they're there's rewatching. The rest like, of us be like, there's so much <laughs> wrestling. Like when do we ever rewatch? Because like you know what? I don't want to say. I don't want to expose. But like we all know wrestlers backstage. If there's other wrestling on, are probably like us and are probably watching <laughs> yeah. wrestling that's happening somewhere else as well. Someone at our watch party had the phone propped up watching fucking Collision <laughs> while Survivor Series is on. I was like, okay, now I've seen it all. So, yeah, yeah anything is possible. So, uh, they're watching the uh, Ilya Baron Corbin segment from last week where Corbin is kind of mocking Ilya for, you know, leaving his family in Germany and, uh, like, doing it all for them. Whereas Corbin has everything. He's got his family. He's got his big house, the cars. And... Fraser is saying, look, Ilya's sacrifice is admiral, but, um, like, Corbin has everything. And to be honest, I think I'd rather be a, a Corbin and have everything than, like, nothing and, and all these sacrifices that Ilya's doing. And Ilya basically walks in and goes, like, what the fuck did you say about my family? <laughs> Keep my wife's name out, out your mouth. <laughs> and... He goes, oh, you, he think, didn't say that, you but... think Corbin's doing it the right way? So I'm doing it the wrong way? Uh, you lack respect for what I'm doing? And Fraser's like backing down. Like, no, 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 no. I, I'm just saying, you know, like it's... If I'm having ambitions, I'd like rather be like that. And But I completely respect you. And he says, yeah, well, you respect me to my face and then talk about me behind my, behind my back. And Ilya says, he knows a way to solve this. So they're going to have a match later tonight. But they they kind of played off their history in NXT UK and that these two are normally quite friendly together. And Ilya here just looked like he wanted to murder the guy. Yeah, which he will do. Which he will. But definitely excited about this matchup. Uh, another, like, Easter egg is, like, while this argument's happening, like, Axiom, Idris, and Malik are all, like, shocked at, like, scared of Dragunov saying mm -hmm. all this. But you see... Boa and Dante Chen walk by with the face paint and Idris oh. and Malik look like really confused. And then as Ilya keeps going off. So they're still planting the seeds of Tian Sha. Tian Sha. Reunion. Wendy Chu must be ready soon. She's still napping. Yeah. We uh, see Jerry Lawler, who's the Hall of Famer this week, to pick his yeah. pick for the Iron Survivor Challenge. He shaved his goatee. He did, yeah. Uh, you know, Jerry Lawler, huge NXT fan, uh, picked Bron Breaker. Eddie Thorpe, Kalani Jordan, and Kiana James. Be honest. You think Jerry Lawler knew who Eddie Thorpe was? Fuck no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you hear like a blatant edit when he's like, and this week I choose Kalani Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> because I think Kalani Jordan will win the... <laughs> they chefed him. Yes. <laughs> so like, 
yeah, Jerry Lawler definitely ain't watching NXT, but bless him. Uh, you know, love it. We then get a video package highlighting uh, Johnny Gargano and all his North American title wins being, see, the only three time. I Champion. believe so, possibly, yeah. yeah. So remember, Dom had Dom is basically baby facing himself, saying, "Wes, if you can beat three former champions, you'll get a shot at this." So Johnny Gargano being the first opponent in this triple uh, fatal four way: Bronson Reed and Cameron Grimes. But Johnny's video here showing like his three North American title wins: beating Ricochet, beating Priest, and then beating Leon Ruff. Remember Leon Ruff? Do, Never yeah. forget. Uh, winning it back from him, which Johnny definitely was the North American champion guy for mm. for quite a while. He had some great great runs and matches with that. And also, he tweeted out earlier that uh, this will be his 105th NXT match and will be like it's a record breaking one. Wow. I'm trying to think who would have had like he's Mister NXT who's number mean, two. Who's had 104 matches in NXT? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, can't think. Yeah. Chris Christopherson's son's not on that no, list yet. No, <laughs> you we, still better watch out, though. <laughs> Punk's gonna beat his ass for no reason. We see uh, Brooks Jensen and Fallon Henley congratulating Josh Briggs. Again, they didn't congratulate him last week. It's a whole week later. They're like, "Hey, well done on winning you." Well, that's because remember they did kind of, but they're still like. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Briggs is like, yeah, this is the biggest moment of my career. And you see, like, Jensen kind of take that as maybe a bit of a slight because. Like, like what do you mean, biggest match? They won the tag titles together and yeah. the UK tag titles together and stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, no one believed in me. No one thought I could do it. And Fallon and Jensen are like, yeah, we, we have the whole time. We believe in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you guys. I know you guys. So still kind of playing a little bit on tensions, uh, maybe jealousies between these two. But Alexis King comes yeah. in and mocks Brooks Jensen for uh, not getting picked in uh, by any of the... Yeah, no Hall of Famers selected you. Sorry, too bad B2's not See, a Hall of Famer. Did anyone pick Alexis King? No. Did they? Was he, Is he not in this thing? I don't think he's in this thing, is he? <laughs> he cost Carmelo. Right, he's not even in I this. just go, yeah, you didn't get picked either. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, he kind of does some weird. He keeps on being flirtatious with all the women in NXT. Yeah, he's Mister Riz, but sleaze, the Riz King in a sleazy way. And uh, this basically sets up a match between. Well, Briggs sets up a match between Jensen and Lexis King for later in the night. Where <laughs> again, you kind of got to look from Brooks, which was like, "Oh, you're setting matches up for me." I like Fallon yeah. ends with Yeehaw Bitch. Yeehaw Bitch. Yeah. Uh, I loved that they said you and your beard can like take a hike yeah. here because everyone loves it. It's getting even more ridiculous. Uh, it's becoming day. it's it's becoming my new favorite thing. I know every Tuesday this this boy's going and getting lined up, getting that crispy lineup and then posting the photo. So every Tuesday you get the new Lexus King drop where it's just a selfie, and every Tuesday going forward you will see us post this photo, repost this photo. It's just glorious. The more this guy posts his face every day, the more I hate him. But in this weird way, I starting, I'm really starting to like him because he's you terrible. Know, like he's getting a reaction, which is <laughs> yeah. good. And it's more than look at his fucking it's more face. Than a lot of this roster has like, he, he knows what he's doing. I think, Oh man, this um, guy, this guy's lineup. so hateable. Oh my God. This guy then says like, he leaves this like promo and he's like, sounds like a party. Like, Oh my God. Like the Riz is, 
Ah, just it's you can't teach you can't teach Riz like this. I don't. Mm-hmm. Although, although, like you know, uh, we're not journalists and reporters and all this stuff. But you ever you ever follow someone on social media? Like maybe you got a crush on someone, right? And they post a photo, and like every time they post a photo, you see someone comment on it, mm. but it's always like the same guy, mm. like in there, like photo comments like oh looking good queen yes slay or like you know heart face emojis but like usually that person isn't the one who's actually like dating no never that person right okay because lexus king uh our our up next detectives on the case lexus king loves to post comments on lola vice's social media so like again not speculating things but he may in fact have riz he may have none. <laughs> oh, he's absolutely got none. He thinks he has it all. And you you see these people out and about on, yeah. on fucking King Street and stuff. That The Riz King. Yeah, Lexus and King. It's, they're embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, bless him if, yeah. you know, if there's by any chance. But you're, so, you're saying there's no chance about that. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, we get a video of Nikita Lyons training. It looks like she's ready to return to action and she is... Shown in the the crowd in the NXT universe, and we go to our first Iron Survivor Challenge qualifying match of the night: Kalani Jordan taking on Kiana James, Jerry the King Lawler's two favorite NXT wrestlers up against each other. He had to know who Braun is. He's like, oh yeah, Scott's kid. They're like Rick's kid. Rick's kid. <laughs> Close enough, Jay. Um, Kiana uh, does her kind of backflip into a running shoulder in the corner. Uh, Kalani, uh, she keeps doing these like diving forward rolls over her opponents, which looks pretty nice. Does that into a drop kick, and then uh, Booker just brings up not winning at WrestleMania 19 and how it still eats at him. It's like, yeah, book, we, we all agree. We're all we're, we it all eats at us, page. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't even there, book, and it hurts us. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just you losing; it was the it was the 20 seconds before Triple H hit pinned you after the pedigree. And yeah. then you lost. That's what eats me. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know what this had to do with Kalani Jordan versus Keanu James, but it just... He just... It got to him. Yeah, you know that's something he holds on. Uh, <laughs> he holds a torch for still. But, like, she then hit one of his moves, but... Uh, yeah, there's, like, a, a really nice uh, sequence where they're just doing the running leapfrog drop kick, diving over each other. Kalani does a move where it's, like, a, a kind of 619, like, the swing through the ropes yeah. into an arm drag. And Kiana blocks it, but then Jordan manages to get out and hits it anyway. Then hits a like a head scissors to the floor, uh, rolls James into the ring, but James kind of rolls to the other side. And as Kiana goes, sorry, as Kalani goes after her, James flapjacks her face first into the announce table. And then back in the ring, we've got a handspring elbow and kip up combination from Kalani. And then. I think what you were going to mention is the what the Houston hangover, Houston hangover, Harlem hangover. Yeah, the like somersault leg drop uh, from Kalani. Here. Love this move. Always uh, loved Booker when he would do it, but always used to give it to my guy in the creator wrestlers in the video games. And then uh, James comes back with a big spine buster. They start trading forearms. There's the overdrive from Jordan oh, for a two count. I mean, she's excited. Randy came back, so got a. Pull out some Randy's Randy. Randy MVP. Who else used to do this? Is that it? Uh, did Bo do this? Really? Oh I God, he would. Yeah. Um, and then, but Kiana comes back hitting the four 
Sorry, what's the four hundred one k? Four hundred one k goes to pin uh, Kalani when we hear the bell ring, and we see Roxanne Perez is ringing the bell, distracting Kiana, who cost her her Iron Survivor Challenge match last week, and then from the distraction, Kalani delivers a big roundhouse kick, followed by the split-legged moonsault for the win, and advance to the Iron Survivor Challenge. Yeah, uh, and then she's selling it like it's a really big deal as well. You know, she's definitely stepped up in the in since being in NXT. And Kiana has been someone we've definitely been impressed by and, and been liking a lot of her actual wrestling. So there was some really good stuff in here, I like going back and forth. A lot of like the almost, what, Osprey Ricochet, like diving counters yeah. kind of thing, back and forth. Just but, like it. No, but like, no, I, you know, I know like, what you, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. it's, it can look pretty like, you know, Cirque du Soleil when you're like leapfrogging over people and stuff, but still, it's wrestling. But love the Houston hangover. I love how people in NXT, specifically Trick and Mello, which Kalani, you know, being with Mello kind of, I guess, is like, hey, I'll do Booker's moves too, but I'm surprised we don't just see everyone doing, considering he's just yeah. sitting there on commentary, but love, love that as well. And I do like her one of a kind moonsault. She hits that better than a lot of other people I see do that move. And, um, but even before she, she hit like a roundhouse kick, like that nice. looked really good too. So, you know what? She's really stepping it up. And I'm, I'm kind of bummed that Kiana also isn't in the match unless maybe there's some sort of mm. way she can get back in it because I, I do think she's pretty good as well. Yeah, I, I was pretty impressed with this. I think both of them are still like, like still have a way to go. But I think Kalani definitely just has a, a pure baby face, like natural baby face thing about yeah. her, which is kind of hard to teach. Yeah. And I think you just naturally want to get behind her. And Kiana kind of the exact opposite is a very natural heel. So I think they work together pretty nice. They're definitely improving in ring. Um, and yeah, kind of uh, excited to see their development going forward. And, and a big spot. I mean, putting her on this PLE yeah. for Kalani Jordan, like that's pretty wild. You have Lash Legend, Tiffany Stratton, and Blair Davenport. Yeah, I think the the women's one is definitely looking a little bit more uh, interesting with some of the people in there, like from what kind of match is this going to look like, yeah. respectfully, um, mainly having Lash in there. Uh, but who knows? Uh, it, they could all step up. So any any of the people who didn't win are going to be in the like last chance. Yeah, it's thing. announced a little later. Oh, we'll stuff. talk about yeah. it. <laughs> uh, didn't particularly like the finish with Roxanne on the bell. Uh, yeah, ring my bell. I didn't understand what she's because she's still mad at Kiana and like you. Kiana cost her. Yeah, yeah, you cost me. I'll cost you, kind of thing. But kind of not the most baby face thing to do. No, she kind of looked annoying. We uh, get an hour, a Cameron Grimes video package showing his win and showing about how um, he sort of joined NXT and his dad passed away shortly after. And actually, the last time he spoke to him was saying he signed with them and that winning the titles for him. We all remember the story back yes. in, was it 2020, I guess? 2021? Some great stuff from Cameron Grimes in yeah. NXT before, yeah. We then go to Alpha Academy where... Uh, Chad Gable is saying, like, yeah, Noam, you won last week, but you did attack me after the bell and, you know, the rules are the rules. And um, that he wants to get his hands on him again. And uh, Maxine Dupree says she wants to get her hands on Lash Legend. And Otis like, yeah, I want to get my hands on Lash Legend. <laughs> and starts gyrating. Uh, bless him. And then Chad calls metaphor savages and idiots and proposes that next week they have a mix six-person tag. So Maxine, o Otis, Otis, and Gable. Gable? 
against Lash, Noam, and Oro. Wow. I imagine we're getting Gable, Noam one more time at the PLE as well, maybe? Possibly, or, or on TV again. Yeah, maybe. I think that would be pretty good. But yeah, Otis was pretty funny here. We see NXT Anonymous, who managed to Whoa. secure video footage. I mean, a little late. A little late. Like, oh... Like, a few weeks late, but NXT Anonymous, nothing he gets was, by them. He was in Cuba. He was on holiday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, this is the actual video from... They put the date in there. They totally did not film this today. Yeah. It has the date from that day. And it's... You see Trick Williams minding his own business when Lexis King is just in the corner, like, hiding behind a flight case. I feel he might not have, but... I feel like he was doing this with his hands, Mr. like Burns. plotting, like, yeah, the Mr. Burns oh, hands, man. and follows Trick Williams. We don't see him no. attack him. Uh, so, so it's not him. Mm. This is a total red herring here. This is totally classic wrestling. Like, look, the footage shows him going into the room after Trick went in the room. What it didn't show is, like, maybe he was already attacked in that, like, little window of like yeah. I still think it's mellow because of what we kind of go yeah. to after this. We then have Andre Chase addressing I, Chase Hughes allegations. I will say like after that trick video cuz they're showing the attack, it cuts to Booker and Vic and Booker is really hard on Vic. Yeah. He's like you were the one who you insinuated are, it was yeah. mellow. You you did this and like look, you're you're wrong. See, look, the footage shows you're wrong. So I think they're they're really trying to get that over. Like, look, see the footage. Yeah. But then eventually NXT Anonymous, whoever, will show the actual footage of the attack. Will be mellow. Yeah, sorry, I had to get that. It's all good, yeah. <laughs> uh so Andre Chase is here. Uh he's arranged a press meeting. Oh my god. All the Best journalists there. You've got, uh, what, Dan Mather. You've got Izzy. No, Dan uh, <laughs> All the NXT journalists. You've got that guy that Chris Jericho hit with a bottle. Like, they're all there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Hey, they have the same mic as us at this press they conference. They do. They the black Yeti. Black, blue Yeti. Yeah. Um, and uh, Andre Chase says, I'd like to thank uh, the... Uh, Brian Danielson and the investigation <laughs> committee who've been doing thorough work here. Um, and I would also like to thank the support of the Chase U family. Um, and it's because of them why I stand here today. And I want to address the news that came out last week. He drags it out for yeah. so long here at the beginning. Like he keeps saying, but you're like, okay, just fucking get to it. Say it. And I want to address rumors of gambling and misuse of funds that has put Chase U in severe debt. And you see uh, Thea Hale looks distraught. Uh, JC Jane's wearing sunglasses, so you can't quite see her. When he, when he admits it, she takes them off. And then he goes to questions. And when someone asks who could have leaked this information, she kind of makes a face in the background and puts her glasses back on. But Duke is looking quite confused as well. And... Andre says that it's true and, you know, I'm going to work to restore the prestige of the university and I will be paying it back. And he's asked uh, how how this information was leaked. And he says, well, I do have my suspicions, but if this isn't taken care of, the uni is in jeopardy and I want to apologize to my students. So no more questions at this. No time. more questions. OK, so. OK. I know, I know where you're going here. 
You want to talk about long-term storytelling yeah. in professional wrestling? Oh, yeah. Look no further than this because, yes, the Chase University is now under investigation because of suspicions of illegal gambling activities. Duke Hudson's gimmick before joining Chase U all these years that it seems now he was a poker player. A poker player. And was pretty bad at it. Remember, <laughs> remember he lost to He Cameron, lost to everyone. Grimes, who had never played poker before and didn't know what he was doing. Um yeah. I I think Andre is taking the blame for Duke. I think right. he's protecting Duke here. Yeah, clearly he's, he's like, look, we we got to good heights. You were the MVP. You you won us the tag titles. Right. But then you have a gambling problem. Oh, you've got a gambling problem and you've been using school's money. <laughs> you know, when and- Andre Chase was away for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah. So so Duke took over. Right. And during that time, oh. he started his, his fucking poker ring. His <laughs> gambling ring. Was he ring. fucking Tobey Maguire? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Wow. This is amazing. I can't believe we're getting a payoff to this guy being a fucking poker player. <laughs> we need NXT Anonymous of, you know... Duke Hudson with uh, Farouk and Bradshaw, yeah. like gambling in in one of the like chase you like yeah, yeah. classrooms. Oh my god! So the whole controversy here is that there's been gambling and like yeah, us hardcores know. So I wonder if we're now going to see a thing where I mean, it's it's not like WWE ever really play up the winner's purse. You know, you win a match, you get a bit more money, but how? Andre Chase has to keep winning matches to pay off these, <laughs> the this debt that gambling, Chase uses. Gambling sharks and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just just is a regular on level up. You know, just beating beating new PC talent to just get that winner's like, purse. Like, what is this? Like, so JC Jane came in here, started hanging around, and then what? Thea kind of reveals to her, so she leaks this information, and then they get caught, and that's how they've been funding the school. Is like Duke and Chase have been like gambling with their illegal poker ring. <laughs> They closed the one. You sc- think Chase has been gambling as well? They say it's him, so you think he's taking the. I think he's taking the bullet for Duke. <laughs> Do you say- we sound like fucking idiots talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm invested, all right? I'm so invested into this, man. Oh, my God. Uh, I told you I, I recently watched this movie about. It's like based on. People assume it's based on like Tobey Maguire and his gambling. Like Miss, Miss Molly or something like that. And it's all about like you know these these gambling rings and pokers and stuff like can really like there's a lot of this shit that goes on and like people losing not only like their their money but like their house their life and like constantly happens. Yeah, gambling's yeah, bad. Yeah, I, I work for the gambling council. I know, you know. Uh, I just like oh my god, they somehow like managed to like put this all together. It's just like I gotta get I gotta give them a bravo. Last week I had to say like whoever's idea was to give Robert Stone's kids ponytails. Yeah. Like that got my goat. But this week they somehow beat that by tying in Duke Hudson's poker playing into yeah. it. I feel like my 2.0 like that was all paid off. <laughs> it's all gonna be okay. So yeah. Uh Bravo to whoever came up with Someone this. Someone please find the pic of him in his Aladdin Oh, vest that fucking vest, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, man. Uh, we didn't know what we had when he was a no. poker player. We, we uh, It was too ahead but of I say, like, like, Sean on his whiteboard of, like, this chase you fucking story arc. <laughs> it's oh. like, it's okay. We're, 
what is it Eamon said we're, we're bottom of the third or whatever yeah. it is <laughs> trust me this is going to be a long story we're going to tell for fucking years that this guy is going to join it, the it'll university. be the, the call up that pisses off Sean the most oh. is when Hudson and Andre Chase get called up he's like god fuck I've been telling this story <laughs> since 2.0 Oh Let my me pay it god! Off. Yeah, I could not believe that that's what they they did here. But bravo, these people have been making me very entertained. So I don't know where where we're gonna go from here. I never what know st- where anything's going on this show, but I'm here for the ride. Yeah. We go to our next Iron Survivor Challenge qualifying match: Eddie Thorpe taking on Bron Breaker. Uh, Eddie Thorpe coming in with his ribs all taped up. He's got injured ribs here. I don't even remember. I how- can't remember. Is this involving the tree? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, there's a big scoop slam from Bron. Uh, Bron just, like, Eddie Thorpe isn't a small guy here, and Bron Breaker's just throwing him around. Um, there's Eddie comes back by drop kicking Breaker out the ring. Uh, Bron then catches Thorpe midair with that big Steiner-esque uh, spine buster. Then a double gut buster to the ribs, and now he's just attacking the ribs of Eddie, uh, after the break, Bron has Thorpe in a torture rack, which Eddie slips out of and comes back with a cross body. body. Yeah, I thought Bron was going to go for the shell shock. Yeah. I mean, we saw the Randy Orton move earlier. Ryback said that if Punk showed up in WWE, he'd retire. And then, I don't know if you saw his tweets, he very He's quickly back. backtracked. When did he last wrestle anyway? Uh, Is he doing indie shows? Or? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then Bron starts uh, talking trash, calling... Eddie, nothing and an embarrassment. So Thorpe fires up, starts slapping him. There's a flurry of punches and an STO, followed by a big side suplex, another side suplex. And then Bron just comes charging back with the spear, pinning Eddie Thorpe and qualifying for the Iron Survivor Challenge. Eddie Thorpe is is an interesting one because I feel like he's so hot and cold with some of his wrestling. In this match, I felt like he was just a guy getting beat up by Bron. And somehow Bron... Like, showed me stuff that I don't see from him. He did the, like, leaping Kurt Angle. Like, he went for the Ron or the Frankensteiner, obviously. But, like, he's looking very quick he's, and agile. He's got a bit of a Brock Lesnar thing. Very much it's so, the, yeah. It's the speed and the power that just, like, you believe this guy could just kill you. Yeah. Um, I, I really want to see Braun Breaker versus CM Punk. Yeah? I want to see him spear him into bag of dust. Braun can't be, like... <laughs> In NXT, he's got to go up. He's go up <laughs> he, soon. he should not be winning this match at. But I, I PLE, do like but... now the the sound of this Iron Survivor. It's like just a, a big lads, big lads wrestling. You've got yeah. uh, Trick Williams, Dijak, Bron, and who's the other? We got Briggs in it and Briggs. Yeah, yeah. so it's all big lads right now. And then we're either getting what? Uh, we're getting Carmelo Hayes, possibly Eddie Thorpe, possibly or Joe. Coffee, yeah, be mellow. Yeah, <laughs> it won't be Tyler Bate either. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I agree with you. I didn't think uh, Eddie really showed a great deal in this, but Bron looked impressive. Yeah, I really want to get behind Eddie Thorpe actually, but uh, so far it's like not too much. I love that fight pit underground thing. And yeah. Other than that, he's definitely shown that he can have it. I think honestly, he needs just like some flashier moves. I feel he also disappears. I feel like we, we have him in for a little bit and then he disappears for a Check bit. on his trees. He does need a, maybe a few more flashy moves. And I want to hear him actually cut a, a fiery promo, not 
I, I don't mind the, the tree stuff. Yeah. But I'd like to see him actually, like, in-ring go toe-to-toe on the mic with someone, maybe. To yeah. get a bit more personality out of him. We see uh, Trick Williams, who's who's so angry. Yeah, our, our Degrassi moment here where they go into the locker room and he's like, ah, I knew it was that Lexus King. He was trying to tear us apart, wasn't he? And Mello's there like, yeah, and I'm mad too. And he's mad because he cost him from uh, the qualifying match. It, and seems a bit more bothered about that than he did about Trick getting jumped. And Mello suggests, hey, you know, he cost us. Let's let's cost him his match today. And Trick says, yeah, I, I want to get even, but, you know, I, I can't be distracted. The deadline's in just a couple of weeks. I need to be focused on that. And King will get his, but i got to keep my eyes on the prize. And Mello says, yeah, well, that's all good for you, but I don't have a prize that my eyes are on. And Trick says, look, the, we're past the days of jumping people from behind. And Mello asks, we are? Yeah, definitely. Uh, eyebrow says, raising. Yeah, we are. And so then, given, given the hints that maybe Mello isn't past jumping for people from behind. Yeah, definitely teasing the Mello did it yeah. kind of theory there of the who done it mellow done it uh love the tricks uh big willy trucker hat what was it big, trick willy <laughs> trick willy but you know i'll get a big willy I, 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 that'd be great should we sell that sell big willy <laughs> just says big willy on it no one will ever i'm you know. down <laughs> people be like what's it mean is it big i'm pretty sure it's something <laughs> All right, coming soon yeah. <laughs> to a merch Big Willie. But yeah, I love the trick, Willie. I don't think they'll sell that one. Now we have not only NXT knockoff shirts, but NXT like knockoff hats. But yeah. this is a nice looking trick. Definitely. Man, like trick and mellow, like they, they got something for sure. Oh, yeah. they, they've hooked me completely, like completely turned around from how I first was looking at Trick, and I think WWE got something with specifically these two together. We'll, we'll be seeing them a lot through the years. Roxanne enters the women's locker room and where all the, the women there are doing fake talking oh, acting. Come on. You, you, you've been in acting. Like, how, how blatantly bad is the... Well, everyone, and it's like, you don't hear a single thing coming. It's just... <laughs> loads of hand gestures because yeah. i'm talking to you but somehow both of us are talking at the same time yeah, yeah. um background extra work and she's like yeah well if i'm not in the iron survivor challenge kiana isn't either and then ava who's like dropped the gacy stuff now yeah she's just just a girl in the locker room she said well actually no she's Shawn michael's best friend because she says i've been chatting to Shawn." all about this tournament that I wasn't involved in. And he told me that next week there's going to be a last chance match between the the losers of the men's matches and the women's matches, and the winner will advance. It's like, oh, thanks, Ava. Thanks, Ava. You were just talking to Shawn Michaels, were you? This, this, all of a sudden she's like breaking news about what Shawn Michaels hasn't said yet. Like, obviously we were going to assume that yeah. we were going to get these, but I like how, like... Roxanne's talking and Ava's like, well, actually, and then like cuts in and it reminded me of Wayne's world where like they, they start talking to this like security guard and security guards like, yeah, see the, the guy in the limo is going to go straight down the highway. Then he's going to go to Chicago. And then he actually, he's coming back through there and they're like, huh? And then like, well, nice talking. And it's like, 
you know, that security guard had a lot of information. That's how I felt. It's like, you were clearly like, okay, we haven't done anything with you in a while. Why don't you let everyone know that we're doing those things? Why? I just, you know, just do it. Okay. So, like, Ava Rain, who's not in this. <laughs> None of these women were. And then I, I couldn't work out who this blonde was, who then is like, yeah, and Kiana's in that match, too. And Roxanne's just like, you got telling Kiana. <laughs> it's just a big nabbit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I love, I love the Degrassi shit on NXT. It's so bad. It's hokey. I love it. We go to our next match, a massacre. I- Ilya Dragunov taking on Nathan Fraser. As soon as the bell rings, Ilya just jumps Fraser. He's beating the living shit out of him. He's hitting machine gun-like chop- uh, chops in the corner. Uh... And then there's even chance of Suplex City as Dragunov is just throwing him all over the place. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Like, he was literally just suplexing him all around the, the, the mat. It was great. He's delivering elbows to the back of the head. Fraser manages to get a bit of offense in uh, and then kind of catches Ilya with his speed. There's springboard dropkick. Ilya goes to the Constantine, uh, the Constantine special, which um, Fraser, like, ducks and then goes right into his moonsault reverse DDT. This sequence looked really smooth, really nice. Very fast, very smooth. Goes up top for the Phoenix Splash, but misses it. And then Dragunov just flies in flies in with the kick. Hits a big power bomb, and then delivers the H-bomb, that crazy falling knockout elbow. Goes to the pin, but stops after two. He breaks his own pin. Breaks his own pin. Hits the H-bomb again. And then the crowd are chanting one more time and he delivers a third H-bomb pinning Nathan Fraser in just like uh, absolute squash here. I said, keep my wife's name out your mouth. It's pretty much exactly the story of that one. Yeah, loved it. Loved Booker T and Vic on commentary like selling. Booker was like, yeah, like shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't Shouldn't have said that when the guy was like around you because you were pretty much saying like... It was kind of like I don't enjoy Nathan Fraser as a character. Yeah. But I feel this kind of made sense because he he is young. He is a young kid and young kids kind of get caught like sure. running their mouth about stuff that isn't necessarily their business and they're right. trying to dig their way out of it and Ilya just teaching him this lesson here. I kind of want the match at deadline to be this as well. Like just do... We're used to the 20 minute main event. In just NXT. squash him. Have Ilya squash Corbin. Corbin. Yeah, I would definitely prefer that than actually sitting And then you Corbin could match. set up an angle, whether it's a, a debut of someone new, to like, you know, have like a fun end to the show. But like. True. Is it, I, I don't think it's main eventing. The last year they main evented with one of those survivor things with Wall- Waller. I, th- okay. I could be I could be wrong, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that should be the route, too, where he just squashes Corbin. I don't want to see it the other Corbin match, but I don't think that's what... I think they'll actually go... I think we'll have a proper match. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Corbin did show up on the screen after to like kind of add salt into the wound. Like I do like that he's pissed that this guy is it, talking about his family. It was Bron Breaker Apollo Crews in the main last year. Remember <laughs> that? No. I actually don't. No. Uh, remember they went fishing. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Corbin shows up on the screen and says, Ilya, I thought I'd me- make it easy for you because talking on a screen, that's what you're used to. Oh, what a dig. And you just beat someone you called a friend because he said my life is better. And it is. 
The one thing I'm missing, though, is the title. And after deadline, you'll have nothing. And I'll send you to Germany, and I'll even upgrade your ticket to first class to be with your family. Ah, nice guy. Yeah. Next week, we'll be face-to-face. Enjoy your lonely night. Oh, what a dig. Yeah. Damn. This makes me feel for Ilya, but, like, also, like, Corbin's kind of right. Like, I got cars, kids, wife. We see Lyra Valkyria, who's asked, what's next? And It's up next, but thanks. Yeah. And uh, she basically says, nothing, really. I'm just waiting to find out the winner of this Iron Survivor. Yeah. I don't have a title match at deadline. And uh, she runs down the competitors, and she says... Blair is a very dangerous woman, especially if you meet her in a dark car park at night and kind of just bigging up all the uh, entries. When Fallon Henley comes in and says that she'll win the last chance and Iron Survivor and uh, her next match will be against her. She calls herself the top shelf. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we've we briefly heard her say this before, but think about it. She's the bartender, right? Yeah. Top shelf is all, what I... Premium. Yeah, exactly. So I like it. Uh, and then Tatum Paxley, remember her? Yes. It took us a second. Yeah. She's in the background being all spooky. <laughs> it took us a second. You're like, who's that? <laughs> Is that Roxanne? Who's that? I was like, I, I don't well, know. Roxanne was being weird all night. So it's like, <laughs> Roxanne just lost her mind. Yeah. But she's like peering behind the curtain and just being spooky and, uh, I think Fallon asks Lyra, Is she with you? And like, no. Uh, I'm kind of down for Fallon winning this. Yeah. Yeah, Fallon, Fallon's been been chilling far too long. Been... It's going to be a TV match anyway, so why not have, like, yeah, do Fallon Lyra. Yeah, don't forget, Fallon Henley, Tesha Price, I think was her name. Like, she's she's actually really good. And even in some of the acting bits that she's done in NXT, I've been a fan of. And she's, she, at the end of the day, she's just doing it for her family's bar. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> We uh, get a video hyping up Carmen Petrovich, uh, and she says Ariana might be a decorated beauty queen. Remember, these two are, are beefing. Right. Uh, but I'm a decorated three-time black belt. Three, third degree back black belt here, and she's got the sword and like she's doing like all this. Throwing a sword around. You know, it's pretty It's pretty cool. It's definitely more interesting than some of the other like characters yeah. you see. Like, like being like, yo, actually, like I'm fucking serious. I am trained in all this stuff slice in half yeah it's very kill bill right with the sword i mean you do see her come out with the sword and you're like just fucking use it then i don't like you know but we see metaphor looking ridiculous as always oh this fit was great definitely stealing this one Uh, i just got a new winter coat shout out black friday deals but i need a hat like whatever noam dar was wearing it was kind of like the sammy guevara panda head wasn't it? but it was like a fox or sloth or something so they're addressing Alpha Academy. They say, you're challenging us. And Noam says, uh, you ran me close last week, Chad, and you're solid beyond belief, but metaphor are better than Alpha Academy. We have passion, fashion, and we're a great team. And nothing would make us feel better than beating a well-established team like you. So we accept. Call them dafties. Well. Dafties? Yeah. Is he allowed to say that? Daft? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with daft. (laughs) Um, So that match confirmed for next week. We go to Joe Gacy and we're not quite sure where he is. And we're hearing a lot of like crowd noise and banging. He's kind of upside down. So at first I'm like, "Uh oh, here we go. The guy who threatened to kill himself last week is now probably going to do something similar. 
and he says, "Do you care about me?" <laughs> not, not really. Oh man. Uh, well, you f- did you forget that I existed? People think I'm beneath them or lower than them, so I needed a better perspective. Perspective, and I'm done with caring what other people think. So I'm down here, and you realize he's beneath the ring. Wow. He says, being beneath you is where I'm wanted. This eternal struggle I have, new perspective is hard to deal with, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Yeah. So he didn't kill himself. No. Uh, he just hid under the ring. So <laughs> so now he's hiding under the ring, and he's going to be hiding under the ring for the next match. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Uh I was I was definitely nervous seeing him doing one of these like cam things again where he's like this time suicidal, I'm like oh yeah. no yeah like if last week he's suicidal this might week he might be homicidal like who knows what's next genocidal yeah. you know I was definitely like last week was dumb it de- definitely didn't go under the radar of stupid shit in wrestling uh, enough because like they were basically teasing a suicide thing last week on the I, show. We both felt that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this week, right away, without realizing where he was yet, you were like, okay, what could they possibly do that's in that realm? And something that came to my head was like, is he going to like threaten to attack people or something? Like, I don't know what the story is, mm. what it is or why we should care. And we still don't understand after the It's fact. like he, his delivery is still the same as uh, spooky Joe Gacy, Sp- but go- now he's yeah. just depressed joe gacy spooky joe biden yeah it's it's not that interesting to me no we go to our next match ariana grace versus carmen petrovich and it's the toronto queens match yeah. who's the queen of toronto it's our chicks from the six exactly here they'll find out who the real one is uh vic joseph is questioning if gacy is under the ring and booker <laughs> is like go go on go and have a look then go Vic's, check because I'm not leaving you to do commentary on your own. Shucky ducky quack quack all night. No thanks. No, you need you need someone with you. Looks like nah nah. Go under the ring. I got this. Yeah, Vic was very quick to be like, absolutely, absolutely not. not. <laughs> not because I'm scared of that. I'm scared that you'll like. You're, we're 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 about to commentate on a, a the whole women's match. match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, love book. Uh, Grace backs Petrovic in the corner and tells her to show her some respect and kiss her hand. Uh. So she puts out her hand and Petrovic kicks it away. And then, uh, but Ariana tries again, shows her hand again and says, kiss my hand. And Petrovic teases to kick her again. She's like hopping with the kick and Ariana's backing off and is like, oh, oh, no. And now Petrovic tells her to kiss her hand and uh, offers her hand to Grace and then Grace stomps down on Petrovic. And this is where Joe Gacy emerges from the ring and steals the ring bell. Yes, two ring bell two. angles on this show. You know how many there are usually on a show? None. <laughs> and this show had two ring bell angles. So he stole it. So he stole the bell, the bell and just ran away. And everyone was like, okay. And we go to commercial break. So now we're going... The match is over. Is the match just over? over. There's no bell. So we come back. We come back and the match is going on. Petrovic is firing up. There's a big kick in the corner from her. (laughs) They just have to wrestle forever. (laughs) Fight forever. (laughs) They wrestle forever because there's no bell. (laughs) She hits her like uh, the sort of Robinson special, like the spinning kick to the back. And the crowd are now chanting, where's the bell? (laughs) 
Grace then uh, pretends, remember she plays like the beauty queen, right. that her face is hurt and backs into the corner. As the ref is checking on her, Grace delivers a thumb to the eye of Petrovich. It's more like a, like a grabbing rape. the yeah. eye and pulling on it. And then delivers Wasteland for the win. Ugh. One of my least favorite wrestling moves ever. Even Wade Barrett's like, yeah, it's pretty shit, isn't it? It's like yeah. a fucking Get body slam. And dump them on their back. It's a body slam. Yeah. You know, think about like when you're wrestling with your friends or like younger siblings and stuff. Like this is the, you just like, oh, just drop yeah. you down on the bed. It's like, what? It's one of the worst fucking moves. I don't understand why, how this move has to do with her character at all. Like, it's just like, I, a- I'm like, I know they often want to get away from their parents for a bit before they like embrace it, but yeah. doing some sort of like Cobra, the Cobra, but if you can make it like some sort of, you know, beauty queen thing, makeup or something like that. Yeah. I'd say like, put, uh, put on like the long white ball gown glove before doing right. that kind of thing. Yeah. The wave yeah. when you do like the wave and then you do it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. One day she'll figure out how to get the Cobra incorporated into her moveset, but uh, kind of a, a strange move. I, I didn't mind it. It was a pretty quick match. I want to see more of Carmen because like, she's got like quite a look and kicking and throwing these things around and comes out with the sword. That whole vibe is like, okay, I wonder if they could take that to a, a whole other level where Ari- Ariana's definitely funny and entertaining, mm. but the wrestling, maybe not quite Both there. Both are pretty green right yeah, now, but yeah. I think you see potential of definitely Ariana's character work has been impressive so far and could take her quite far. Because uh, I think she's ahead of a lot of the division yeah, in the front, yeah. but in ring still a long way to go. Obviously, her injury hindered her a bit as well. And Petrovic definitely has the look, has the kind of background. Um, I don't think, and I often find this with like you know legit like martial artists or whatever, their kicks often don't look that great. Maybe because they're trying not to kick someone like they normally would kick someone. Yeah. You know, we, we've kind yeah, of seen yeah, that yeah. before. So if she can kind of improve that, it would definitely like work for her. Um, but well, yeah, this was one of the lower points of that, especially with Gacy, who does eventually ring the bell. So yeah, he rings the bell like constantly in the crowd. Alicia, Alicia Taylor. Is that the announcer? Yeah. She's going to announce Ariana Grace as the winner, but won't until she hears the bell ring. So she's got the mic and is looking around and then Gacy's in the crowd ringing it and she's like, oh, thank God. The winner of the match. So Ariana Grace is the Toronto queen. Yes. Uh, Mackenzie Mitchell interviews Wesley and he says that they say the man defines the title, not the other way around, but I am so attached to that title. I have to be the one to take it from Dominic. And he says, Bronson Reed floats like a butterfly and stings like a truck. Cameron always has a trick up his sleeve. And Gargano is one of the greatest NXT performers of all time. And says, tonight, when Mackenzie says, you know, if, if you lose tonight, you never be able to challenge Dom for the title. He goes, well, it's high risk, high reward. Damn. I like uh, Wesley and Mackenzie's chemistry. They're, yeah. They have nice segments together. We go to Brooke. Brooks Jensen taking on Lexis King. A second generational battle here. Yeah, true. B2. B2 and BP. That's right. Uh, Jensen starts this match with this crazy flying, rolling capo kick. Yeah, like the spin wheel kick kind of thing. Like kind of Loki would do or whatever. And 
looks like he just clocks Lexus on the top of the head. Yeah, I can't tell if he just actually hit him or he's just like staying down. I don't know if it's yeah in character or what, but Lexus bells the outside and is like, fuck. <laughs> I uh, did love that. This looks, he's like, no, not my teeth. <laughs> yeah, this looked great. Um, yeah. Jensen then hits a high cross to the floor. Um, it looked like uh, Briggs, who's on the outside, was wearing the Godfather slash the Undertaker's pants. Right, the snake skin when the Undertaker borrowed skin, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. It was very similar. Yeah, maybe he raided his wardrobe, yeah. possibly. Um, after the break, we see Jensen hit this awesome-looking super kick, followed by a big missile drop kick for a two-count. And this is where we see Trick and Mello are watching backstage. And Mello just says, I have to handle business. So he goes out there. There's a two count and Mello runs the ring, but Briggs stops him because he doesn't want his boy DQ'd. And this allows, from the distraction, Lexis King to hit the coronation to pick up the win. It's like a spinning neck breaker two from your creator wrestler it's thing. Okay. It's yeah, not it's good. Great. Yeah. Uh, man, I, you know, I'm trying to love up the Riz King. I'm really trying to get into this character of just how ridiculous this guy looks and the way he acts and the things he says, it's so stupid, but it's entertaining me in probably the worst way possible. But like, he still hasn't learned to wrestle. No. Like his moves are like punch stomp. The thing is now it's rest because, hold. because he's trying to, you know, get away from like the, the whole character is I'm Annoying. divorcing myself of my dad. Like yeah. he wasn't there for me. Blah, blah, blah. I am not Brian Pullman Jr. I'm Lexus King. He doesn't do the three moves he had learned before when he was doing Brian Pillman stuff. Right. So now he's got nothing. Yeah, he has no moves, man. He's got no moves. He he literally just did the neckbreaker. That was it. I like the character. I like the story of him being this just dick. But the wrestling just isn't there yet. Uh, I thought Jensen looked really good. I, I... I want to see them yeah. give a bit more to Jensen. Me too, man. He's we used to rip the shit out of this guy, and he's come so far. He looks great. Like I love the hair grown out, uh, the mullet, the mullet, Joe Dirt. Um, but yeah, his his moves. He hit some big, nice kicks and and throws and stuff. I think he's he's really come a long way. The inevitable Briggs and Jensen breakup will lead to better things for both of these guys. Hopefully I, I, so. I like the unit as they are right now, Me but too. yeah, this guy's like 22 recently posted. He's engaged. Whoa. We, we followed a whole storyline where you Was could a drinks menu and engaged in the same week. He did tweet out saying he's got to come up to one of our parties because yeah. you put him back on the, the Virgin cocktail menu. Yeah. You made the Brooks Jensen again. And Someone tweeted it during Survivor Series, and someone thought that it was the menu for the Allstate Arena, and tweeted out, I can't believe they have a CM Punk drink on this, right? So everyone was, like, replying to this guy's tweet. I couldn't figure out who who had tweeted it, but they posted your drink menu, and people assumed it was from the actual venue, and people were like, oh my god, CM Punk, the Pepsi Plunge? But then everyone's like, yo, that Brooks Jensen drink is pretty funny, Brooks Jensen caught one wind of yeah. it a second time now and tweeted out, I got to make my way up to this. Because last time he was like, hey, that's mean. <laughs> now he's like, no, I can own that. We we did mess up. We do need to add his drink now. We need to put some. We need to put a double in it, put it up to the yeah. to the alcohol since he's engaged now. Fuck. We even at Gabby's have a whiskey called Journey. There you go. Oh. Yeah, separate ways. Yeah. <laughs> Brooks Jensen. Um, 
But what I found interesting here, I think Mello is working with Lexis King. You think he's working with him? Yes. When Mello said, I've got to handle business, uh, I'm pretty sure Jensen was in control of the match. And right. Briggs obviously stopped him. Like, he knew Briggs was out there and maybe wouldn't let him interfere sure, to cost sure. him the match. Yeah. And he got the win for, right. for Lexis here. So I think the whole thing is them working together. They're Rikishi and Triple H in this situation. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely see that. Cause I'm he- trying to think back if, if like, how Lexis cost him and whether it's all just a ruse or right. whatever. Yeah, it would be weird if he... In, like he got the match cost that he's not in it. So he would be pissed. That wouldn't make sense. Mm. But yeah, there's something going on. Like he knows that it was not Lexus King. Yeah. Like Lexus King is taking credit for Melo's attack, but Melo doesn't want to expose that it was him mm. at least just yet. But I, it will come out that it was Melo. Yeah. Regardless if they are working together. But yeah, Lexus King hasn't improved in ring, but man, look at that fucking face. Look at that face. All right, we go to our main event of the evening. And what a main event this was. A fatal four-way match. Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes versus Johnny Gargano versus Wesley with Dominic Mysterio on commentary. The star power here, ridiculous. (laughs) And the stipulation is, is Wesley has to win to get a shot at the North American title. Uh, If he doesn't win... We'll never get to challenge for it again. But we were kind of questioning this last week and Dominic confirms it in quite a funny way on commentary because Vic's going like, I mean, like, wh- what if Bronson Reed wins and you've got to face him? He's like, what? That, no. That's not what I said. Like, yeah. no, it's not a number one contenders match. It's, it's Wes just has to beat these guys. Yeah. Uh, crazy because these three are like NXT legends, if you will. And they all got a huge welcome back thing. It's weird hearing Gargano's music now coming out to NXT. No one's gonna do it for you. Show me the way. It's not great. Um, I, I can't really say I like their DIY theme either, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Grimes, they, they're pretty much like, hey, just use all this like Titantron and screen stuff from your, your to the moon gimmick yeah. and the stocks and stuff. And then Bronson. No, people here will know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Bronson's just. Bronson. Bronson Reed's probably been the one that they've like kind of has had the most exposure yeah. on, on Raw yeah, so far. For and, sure. um, this, uh, yeah, this was great. Uh, Bronson starts the match by just squashing Wes and then does it where he like hangs Wes on the top rope and just flips him off. He he did this famously to Ricochet a few weeks ago. Ricochet did get hurt from this spot, but they I've noticed that so many indie people in the last two weeks have been doing this everywhere. Right. And like, that's just how it works. Like, And it just takes out everyone else. Uh, after the break, we see Reed has Gargano up in this huge delayed vertical suplex. Uh, Wes then comes in with a kick. Now all three are teaming up on Reed to take out the big man. Grimes and Gargano launch Wes at Reed to take him out the ring. And now we're left with Gargano and Wesley in the ring. And you really feel the the crowd get hot looking forward to this stuff. Definitely got my interest. They shake hands, sign respect before going at it. And it's just a whole sequence of them going super quick, both dodging each other's moves bit of a stalemate when Bronson comes in and picks up Wes in a Urinage on top of Johnny and then uh, 
Grimes gets back in there as well. And Johnny catapults Cameron Grimes headfirst into Bronson's Reed. Oh, man. Great spot right here. So Reed looks like he's about to do, like, what? The, the sit-out tsunami, yeah. like, standing earthquake splash onto Cameron Grimes. Yeah. So Johnny then, like, catapults him, whose face is right under his balls. Yeah. So he headbutts his face first into this guy's nuts. And this got a holy shit chant yeah. from this crowd, which is pretty funny. Uh Wes then takes Reed out of the ring. Uh, Grimes comes in with the double Rana to Johnny and Wes. Oh, man. Crazy. Yeah. And now the th- this sequence is fun. The three start, like, charging at each other in opposite corners. So, like, going for a clothesline in the corner. But as they go for it, that guy ducks and runs the other corner to hit yeah. the clothesline on Grimes. And Grimes will duck and go for a clothesline at Wes, who's in the other corner, who ducks, who then runs and hits this... Low pace suicida to the outside to take out Bronson again. And then Gargano hits a tope suicida to take out Reed and then hits one on Wes and then one on Grimes. There's big Johnny wrestling chance. He hits the, sp- uh, the slingshot spear and then Wes leaps off Johnny's back to deliver a meteora to Grimes. And then Reed comes back from the dead and delivers this huge Death Valley driver to Wesley. Oh yeah, I've been loving his his Death Valley driver, seeing some of the stuff he's been doing on on the main roster. Like this is his finisher. Like I love the tsunami. They've definitely made that the the move, yeah. right? But he has a pretty gangster looking DVD. He crushes dudes with this. There's then a high cross from Grimes to Reed, and then Reed just manages to he gets, I think it's like Gargano like in front and uh what is it? Cameron Grimes on his back. So and now then, he's got, yeah, Johnny in like a power slam uh, front We've slam. seen the, the like fall away slam Samoan drop yeah. position. While he's got Grimes now on the Samoan drop section. Wes is cropped up on the turnbuckle. Picks up Wes as well. So he's got all three on him. All three. Slams both. This was crazy. He does basically, it looks like he takes like two or three steps, if that. And his knees, will, knees are probably buckling. But yeah. yeah, Bronson Reed delivers a Samoan drop to three different people at the same time. And Very crazy. The Very CWC impressive. are going absolutely nuts Holy here. shit chance again. Um, rightfully so. Grimes then goes for a sunset bomb on, on Reed. And it takes all three of them to take him out with this huge power bomb. Again, like another Tower of Doom spot, but now it's the three taking the big yep. one guy out. Um, Grimes and Wes are running the ropes, and it looks like Grimes goes to the collision course. But like all these guys, they're working so fast, and this just didn't hit. But Wes was on it right away, so it looked like more like a, a crossbody. Yeah, and Wes goes to the pin immediately. And then they go right back to the spot. They run the ropes. This time Grimes hits the collision course. And now Grimes goes to the cave-in. But Gargano ducks it and then hits his satellite into the Gargano escape. Uh, great sequence here. Wes breaks that off up with a, a senton. Reed comes in with a buckle bomb to Wes. It's a senton to Gargano, a senton to Grimes. And then climbs the second rope and presses Wes above his head and jumps, launching him on top of Grimes and Gargano. And this is where Ivar runs out. What? Ivar and Reed had a match last night on Raw that ended with like a double count out. It looks like they're having a bit of a fuse. So he chased him all the way here? Ivar chased him here from Nashville to Florida. He's in his gear. In his gear. (laughs) It's this huge spin heel kick, which looked pretty good. 
And then uh, Wes is going for these combination of pin attempts to both Gargano and Grimes, and then eventually hits the cardiac kick on, I believe it was Grimes here, and picks up the win in a hell of a main event. Yeah, I mean, seeing Mr. NXT, Johnny Gargano back, Johnny Wrestling, Cameron Grimes, and Reed, who have all been staples here in NXT, plus Wes, who also is just like an amazing character we've been able to watch wrestle here. And the four of them had insane chemistry. It was just a nonstop like clusterfuck of each guy messing around with other guys and doing incredible spots. I can't even tell you all the insane stuff. I mean, Bronson slamming three guys at once. I know Johnny's kind of in the front when he slammed him, but like he had all three guys up at once. It was very crazy. But also the spot where the Meteoras countered, like Wes landed on this guy's shoulders and he turned it into the DVD. Like it's just insane. So actually like really impressed by Bronson Reed. I think he stepped it up and he's way better when he's got these guys to handle. Like, Flying with these guys flying around, like he's way better as a heel, right? Like, like his whole NXT run, he was pretty much a baby face, yeah. and he just didn't like he couldn't be the monster like yeah. he is here. Because I remember him, you know, with the Godzilla jackets, and the, like he's yeah. he's pretty that's to, to me who he is with these little you know helicopters flying around, and he's yeah. swatting them away and stuff. He's really great in that role. And Grimes, unfortunately, hasn't hit on the main roster when like I think he's someone that could instantly become a star. Like you let him talk, you let him wrestle, it will come out. And the same with Gargano, like one of the best main eventers have had some incredible matches some of the best stuff i've ever seen in a squared circle but still isn't being used properly so they all get demoted to job out because dom put them in this match it's a little weird that this match came to play that way but i'm not angry because we just got to see four guys and i'm i'm glad they got the overrun as well because i didn't feel robbed of any time on this at all like this was just non-stop i think I think it was just like put together so well where you just had the constant uh like Reed would come in and hit these like crazy power spots at all three guys and then they'd have to team up, yeah. take him out, and then once he was out it became more of almost like lucha stuff with the three of them just yeah, working so yeah. quick, being a little slighter and quicker, and then Reed would rise from the dead and do it all again. As you said, it's like Godzilla or King yeah. Kong. Like swatting away these guys. Great chemistry with the, all three. This four. is one of the best, uh, I think, WWE TV matches of the year. Like I, I love this. I yeah, really. So so good. It, it makes me think back to we used to be getting these Johnny yeah. matches like all the time, and it's just not. Anytime I've watched some of the stuff, hell, even DIY versus the Creeds didn't hit the way it just felt not like yeah. accurate to what Johnny is capable. And I know Johnny wrestling isn't everyone's cup of tea, but in matches like this, this was like a. A indie match, like all four different guys going at it. Really, really loved it and gave me a little flashback of some stuff I loved from the some old days of NXT. But Wes wins. He gets his match. It's going to be, it is announced now, Dominic Mysterio versus Wes for the North American title. I imagine Wes wins it back, finally getting it back from Dominic. I would think so. Yeah. And then that wasn't it. So they're like, hey, we've gone 15 minutes overrun. We got to end the show, right? I even went, I have to pee so bad. I ran to the washroom. And as I'm in there, I'm, I hear you go, oh, my God. Is this sh-? And I went, is the show over yet? So Roxanne and Kiana James are brawling in the park. What? Lot. So I imagine, I don't think uh, either of these two are winning no. next week. Because these two have to have a parking lot brawl or whatever. Sure. Wow. And that was NXT. But, you know, I I really enjoyed this. I thought uh, this week's was, like, bookended by two really good matches, 
especially the main event, which was excellent. But and we got the you know continuation of the the Chase U scandal. Yeah, you uh, know what I like. It was a fun show. Yeah, it had some good wrestling. Definitely a storybook with the opening match being good, but really the main event showcasing easily the match of the night. Great TV match here and. I liked some of the other stuff. I love the ridiculousness of them teasing Duke Hudson and the poker player coming back to life and full circle there. Uh, I'm liking some of the stuff they're doing with the tag titles. I'm liking some of the, the wrestling as well. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really looking forward to deadline. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking this card is one of the weaker ones. I'm not a fan of those matches. The Iron Survivor matches. I'll never rewatch last year's matches and I probably not won't like. I thought last year's was really good. I thought it was good, but I didn't think they were great. Anytime you have a penalty box, I think of. TNA and, 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 and too many rules. Like, if you can't explain it, like the video, they showed it again. Mm. I'm happy they're using these videos. We, we kind of skipped over that, but like they had Sean last year, which mm. didn't help it. So this year, it, it already is explained a bit better. So I'll give them that. So. I don't think it's particularly confusing. No, no, no but like, last year, Sean, like, he's like, anyways, you got to do this. Yeah. And it was like, that didn't help me, like, get into it. So. I think the men's one especially is going to be really good. The men's one definitely is, has my attention, but... I the, think it's yeah. lacking. I don't think Ilya uh, Corbin does a whole lot for me. Nothing for me. Uh, Wes and Dom could be fun. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's the strongest PLE, but I do think that men's Iron Survivor will be pretty damn good. But that being said, the wrestling on NXT week to week is... is is great. And if you're someone who's like, yeah, wrestling's great, but I need stories. Well, look at the stories. You got Chase U. You got, mm. you know, all these other things going on. So yeah, was really, uh, an entertaining show. Shout, shout out to Andy in the chat who says, not going to lie. I think NXT might be my favorite wrestling show this year, which like, yeah, there's been a lot of good wrestling on this show. Yeah, so yeah. this year, so definitely has stepped up into the level of NXT we like. All right. Well, that's what we thought. Uh, we do put up a feedback thread on the, Poison Rana Facebook group. And uh, do you have it open there? Do you want me to kick off? Yeah, go for it. We open with our champion, Fire Frank, who says, Duke looking upset and yet still holding up his trophy was everything. Can't believe he got hustled in poker by stacks. Four-way ruled. Mello still seems guilty. I don't know. Dragonoff is frightening when angry. Uh, for some reason, I can't see <laughs> See the thing there. So you might have to read the next one. We go to Manny from Pacoima who says, What a fantastic main event brought to us by the greatest North American champion and greatest Mysterio of all time, the Dirty Don. (laughs) Shout out Rhea for giving Dom some extra allowance so he could fly Big Bronson over to the CWC. Ilya versus Fraser was good. Give me a rematch, please. Ariana overcame her bully and the stench of the crowd. But onto serious matters... That man, Andre Chase, is a gambler. I don't know what's worse, drinking one glass of wine like that crazy party animal, Kiana James, <laughs> or losing all of your school's money on DraftKings, a proud sponsor of WWE PLEs. When will the madness end? Yeah, never forget Kiana's wild days yeah. where she had a glass of wine. <laughs> that party animal. Lock her up. We go to finally, I'm sorry, I'm reading this this week. Megan, who writes give it, it? Give it the justice it deserves. Though. Takeover level shit in the four-way. It weaved in Bronson's issues with Ivar, and it put over Wes in a big, big way. The mellow trick saga got another step closer to reaching its apex with the security footage. If only those two saw that footage sooner instead of, a, instead of pussyfooting around the subject. Luckily, their skit addressed it. 
Frazier Dragunov was a nice sprint, and the two last chance four-way matches looked good on paper to drive home the sense of urgency of making the deadline. Couldn't resist making a pun. Fun episode. Thank you, Maggot. Thank you, Maggot. Did I do it somewhat justice? Yeah. yeah. He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't too fired up here, but I know he'll be excited when Dom drops the title to Wes. And we do have a super chat. Whoa! Uh, Five dollars sent in from Jake, who says, "Hey lads." If it was up to you, would you keep NXT on Tuesday when it moves to CW? And also, would you like to see more tapings outside of the PC? Um, well, I mean, for our work schedules, yeah, I'd kind of like it to stay the same. Yeah, Tuesdays is fine. I mean, Tuesdays, what else happens on a Tuesday? Nothing really. At least I don't watch, you know, real sports. So NXT is, is fine. It's been this way for a while. I've always focused on... We, we focus on doing a post show. So it wouldn't necessarily, they wouldn't go opposed to their own shows. And I don't think they'd go on a Wednesdays again, but anything is possible, yeah. especially the talks of all the TV deals yeah. and everything going around. You don't know, but I imagine we, st- we have Mondays and Fridays as our WWE and, and I don't know if Friday is the sun. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's not a great day for them to run. And like that was Fox putting it on Friday. True, I could totally true. see SmackDown being a Thursday. Wow. The way it used to be. Yeah. Or, or even a Tuesday. And that would, bump nxt something else and then uh nxt moving outside the pc yeah we've tra- we've talked about this always like it would be interesting if at least once in a while the way they used to do doesn't it doesn't need to be a full touring product but i think yeah every now and then just freshening it up and being in a different like studio somewhere would be would be interesting yeah yeah uh thank you jake and thank you everyone in the youtube chat there and everyone listening wherever you may be we appreciate you uh poisonrana.ca for all the links of everything we do at poisonrana pod on twitter and instagram and hey even tiktok there if we're, we're trying but we're millennials we're mm. we're we're born too late what's that mean we're born too late to own a house born too young to understand how tiktok works yeah <laughs> Uh, but thanks everyone for checking out our review here of of course postwrestling.com for all the stuff involving wrestling John Away doing a fantastic job and Andrew Thompson and John Cena and everyone else on the website it's just been fantastic and uh, check out our patreon.com slash poisonrana five bucks a month Davey and I do so many shows we mentioned Survivor Series 96 best match ever Kyrie TNA Turning Point there's so many podcasts out there and we will be looking at Lord of the Rings, Two Towers this week. So we're all over the map, but we got you covered with some pods for those entertaining times. Yes, we do. you need it. But yes, thanks everyone in the chat. I myself, Brain Harrington, Twitter, Instagram, at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And shout out Lexus King's beard. I think that's how you ended it last week. Well, I'm not here to make money. I'm here to make friends. Ahoy! <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.